Right, so in this episode I'm going to talk to you about the different phases of life and um, I'm going to do a couple of things. So I'm I'm going to tell you, um, I'll open up a bit so you can see and relate, that's the most important thing. Okay, when you see someone else going through something it makes it land better because then I go from telling you what to do because I'm in a better place than you and I know I'm the all-seeing eye which I've never liked and I'm actually humanizing myself towards you okay so we're going to do this together and we're going to be in the trenches together the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to mention God now if you don't mind I'm going to mention God you know and now God for me is someone that I talk to and pray to God for you might be someone different so please take it with a pinch of salt I'm not ramming God down your throat I don't belong to a religion Um, but I do feel that there's a higher power because that higher power tells me what I need to know so I'm going to talk about those two things okay so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the different phases of life now I'll get personal with you so I used to be surrounded by a lot of people and I used to be incredibly sociable and outgoing Um, I was always traveling around and you know kind of getting to know people I worked in a bar very sociable job hang on let me take a sip of my coffee Mm. and um, you know things happen life moves on I moved you know to London and you know things change and um, now I have no one so I am not surrounded by love at all I have no love Right, birthdays and Christmases mostly spent by myself. Definitely Christmas, um, and yeah, just the friends that I had used to like me, and now the friends just they want to know what I can do for them, and they want to know how I benefit them. So I've had to make some decisions, and I talked about this in a previous podcast where I've had to make decisions. I'm like, I don't like the behaviour, I don't like how this is making me feel, and you're killing me. You're literally killing me so I've got to make a decision when you make a decision and you then go into a different stage of your life that you're not used to that I never want you to take that to heart I never want you to sit there and feel depressed no never never or like nobody likes you no not at all in fact I'm very well liked but it's just in my personal life I'm on my own okay so if you're finding yourself so whether you've gone through a breakup you know and whether that could have brought its own toxicity you know and then now you've had to make a decision and now you're on your own and you've had to get rid of everyone associated with it you've had to get rid of everyone too and you're on your own it doesn't matter what age I never want you to look at your age you can start again okay and you know there's in the magazine recently um, a lady called Kelly she's talking about being brave in that regard so always look at my magazine because I've always got people in it who are living and breathing experiences that can help right so when you don't have any love around you or any genuine people obviously we're we're told this idea especially around manifestation that you get what you are Oh, you've manifested it. You manifested this, you manifested that. It's a pile of bullshit. The only thing you've manifested is your high self-esteem and high self-worth, which you're about to learn. So life will take you through different assault courses to learn the skills, right? 
so again, I'll be really transparent. I've always been a messenger. So I get messages and I pass them on. Always just a messenger. Now, how can I be a messenger if I don't understand your pain? How can I advise if I do not understand your situation? So God puts me through these assault courses so that I am picking and choosing and understanding and seeing what life's about so that I can guide and pass messages on, you know? When I was 15, I wanted to be a nun. I did. I was really strong on it. Or I wanted to be in the army. Now get those two for completely polarized careers. And I'll tell you why I wanted to be these two things. Both of them had a regimented routine and both of them had someone telling me what to do. I mean, how weird is that? Well, it was like like for like, wasn't it? So I was just like, that to me is home. That to me is routine. That to me is my comfort zone. I decided I couldn't go in the army because I couldn't shoot anyone. At the time, I couldn't kill anyone. I mean, I say it tongue in cheek, but now I probably could. And then when I was, you know, thinking about being a nun, I felt very close to God, because obviously I grew up in a Christian household, grandpa was a vicar. It, it was very influenced, um, a, a very influencing thing. But I wanted to do it for me. Like I just, I was scared of the world and I was anxious to shit, you know. I, I just didn't think I could do anything by myself and I was surrounded by people all the time. And then I realized that that would be quite a detrimental thing to do because I wanted to be out there, you know, with messages, passing them on. I wanted to be amongst people. I wanted to be amongst the world. So I knew then I couldn't be a nun because I was like, well, no, not really, because nuns, their routine. And I stayed them for like a weekend somewhere in Cheshire. And their routine was very basic. And I didn't want that, I wanted adventure and I wanted to learn about how life works. You know, I've got one of those investigative brains, right? Um, you know, there's a lady called Jane Goodall who, who worked with the chimps and she's incredible. You know, she's an investigative brain who wants to go out there and learn how things work and I've got the same brain, right? So then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go and live, live in the world and I'm gonna experience it and see what it's about. And then when I was about 17, I think, was I 19 or 20? I don't know, That like, there was a bracket. Anyway, there was about a five year bracket and I have no idea which age, but anyway, I thought I was very nervous, very shy, very timid. Um, looking back, it was anxiety. Um, but it was anxiety because I didn't feel good enough and I didn't feel where my place was and I was very scared of people, very scared of people. And um, yeah, I thought, how am I gonna get better socially, you know? So I decided to go backpacking on my own. I mean, I, I uh, joined like a group out there to do a bit of volunteering, you know? But I was able to lose myself, shed the skin of you know, this protective barrier that I had and really let go. And I'll tell you, I don't know how many buckets of alcohol I drank, but it was fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, and you know, I've got some stories about, you know, being going backpacking on my own. It wasn't safe, but I always had God. And again, I know I'm gonna talk about God a lot, but and I'll, I'll tell you what God is at the end. Um, 
but I always had God and I always had my instincts. So maybe God is my instincts. I mean, whatever lands better for you guys, whatever. And um, I always had my kind eyes and I tell you why, why your eyes will get you far. If you have kind eyes, people know. If you have life in your eyes, they know. And I remember talking to someone quite dangerous out there. He's a con, uh, not a con artist, unfortunately. He was a con, um, what do they call it, a con, um, on the run. And um, yeah, there was a lot of them actually. And he looked really ferocious. I'm not gonna lie, but we got chatting. And my eyes were always very, I invited him to talk. And my eyes were very kind. And we became friends for a couple of days, but I had to move on. And also, it wasn't really a relationship that I wanted, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, I didn't really want a friend a friend who was on the run, <laughs> like, you know, guilty by association, right? So um, you always want to stay soft inside. You always want to make sure that your eyes are telling people that it's okay, you know? Yeah, you can tell a lot by people's eyes. You can see how they're cautious they are. And they're investigating their environment. Be open, be wide, let your eyes... Um, hypnotize people you know in a very nice way very nice way never do it to gain okay so that was a phase of life to break out of a shell to break out of control you know to learn who I was to find myself you know to learn um, the difference you know it was to find contrast because unless you have contrast you can't make decisions you don't know which is the best one right and then yeah my social life continued but it got to me when, uh, like, late 30s, I think, I just had enough of everyone's bullshit. I was really sick of how I was being treated. I was really, I was getting sick again. And I had gotten sick, um, I'm trying to think, I'm not very good with ages. Yeah, I had gotten sick a few times in my life because of treatment, you know. And um, I noticed my mental health was declining. And I noticed that, you know, I was getting, I wouldn't say ticks, but I was getting um, like strange expressions from the body. So blinking a lot and twitches and things, you know? And I thought, if I don't do something about this again, um, I'm gonna just, I just felt like I was gonna end up in a mental institute, if I'm honest. So I sat there and I had to make a decision again. I was like, right, okay, who's bringing this pain? Who's bringing all this anxiety? And I went through everyone that was in my life and I was like, wow. They were all like barnacles, you know, on the side of a ship. And they were all slowing me down. And I had to get rid of my whole landscape. It wasn't just one or two. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about. When you tolerate one person, you open the door for the next. When you open the door for the next, so you, now you have two toxic people in your life, then now it's becoming normal. When it becomes normal, more toxic people will come into your life, and now it's a culture. And now you have a whole civilization of friends that are toxic because you let one person in, right? So don't be surprised then when you go, uh, fuck this, see ya. What I don't want you to do throughout this whole process is blame yourself for anything. Okay, if you have a kind heart and you have kind eyes and you've been battered around a bit, all you're doing is just trying to find your place in the world. You're trying to find who you are, what you stand for. More importantly, you're trying to find your people. And I know that, so this is why I built KTQ, is because I am no better than you just because I pass messages on. We all have our 
quirks. We all have our gifts. And I would love you to find yours. And I would love you to really stand on your own two feet and know who you are. And I would love to show you who you are and what you're capable of. So that's why I'm here. And my sacrifice has been to let go of everybody who's going to stop me from doing that. And I'm going to let go of everyone's energy that takes me away from the creative line that I tune into in order to develop podcasts, write magazines and do amazing readings for you. Okay, so that's my promise to you. My my private life will suffer as I transition into that role. Okay, and I had the same when I was in my early 20s. You know, I was very sociable and I really wanted a career. I really wanted to be a career woman. At the time, I was just doing admin jobs and I kept being asked to be promoted and they were giving me these promotions and I was being headhunted by a different company. So I couldn't stop it if I tried because I was a hard worker and I had the graft in me, you know, I had the grit. And friends around me didn't like it. I think I talked to you about this before. They, they went, oh, you've changed since you've got your new job. Yeah, I have. And I love it. I love the change. I'm more confident. I want to be in bed by 10 because I've got to get up at 6. I don't want to be crawling in at 2 a.m. I've changed. And I'm really glad you noticed that. But what you're not doing is you're not changing with me. And I'm, it's, it's absurd to have a friend or family or whatever in your life that does not like your positive changes and healthy changes. It's absolutely absurd. So you go through different phases of life, okay? There's a thing um, I believe, now the statistic, I can't quote it and where it's from, so I, I know it's right, but I can't prove it, okay? So just take that on board. There's a statistic that says there's more suicides in teenagers and there's more suicides in midlife. And I'll tell you why those two things are happen genetically. Um, sorry, not genetically, energetically. When we are babies and we're young, and then we have to have a tower moment. In tarot, we call it tower moment, where everything we know, think, and believe comes crashing down. Everyone we think our friends come crashing down. So everything that we have built from being a young toddler, and then a child has to come crashing down. So that's what happens when you're a teenager. You lose control of exactly who you are in every essence because now you're moving into adulthood. A tower moment is not very nice. You can feel extremely vulnerable. Definitely if you don't have support around you. You can feel extremely disturbed by your environment because the world is not what you were told as a child. The world is actually quite malicious and dark. You know, it can be. So teenagers will rebel and teenagers will challenge, but also teenagers will go in on themselves and destroy. The same can happen in midlife. So you have these moments where everything comes crashing down. Everything that you thought you knew, your belief systems, everything. And the world in which you were excited by in your 20s and 30s or whatever, it can happen earlier, by the way. So it's not just set on time. I think I've had about fucking five of them. So I don't think it's the age thing, to be honest. But it's where you have built an image of the world or someone has built the image of the world for you. And it's not that. So it all comes crashing down. Okay. So then internally you have to change take the challenge on so my message to you today is in these phases 
where we're so challenged and people take their own lives because they cannot cope with it anymore because they feel like they're dying inside. They are. You have to die to be reborn. And in life, you can die and be reborn like every fucking decade. And it's a painful process. But who do you want to be? What wish did you put out there? What wish did you put out there that the world and the energy and the universe is engineering you to be? It's destroying you so that you can be that person. Remember the wish, you know? Because I remember thinking, oh God, I would love to motivate people. I would love to be like a speaker out there and do all this. I didn't think anything of it. And now I look at my life, I'm like, wow, you're really lining me up for this shit, right? Like now it's happening and I'm like, but I'm having to suffer, I'm having to cry alone, I'm having to, you know, not let anxiety rule my head when I'm, I'm in bed and I'm, I can't sleep because I'm thinking, God, if I died, no one would fucking know for weeks, you know? And it's like, I don't let fear, I don't let terror take over. I'm like, right, I'm having to be on my own, I'm shedding all my skin and I'm going to come back strong, bitch. Like, fucking yeah. Should have said bish though, bitch. I don't like bitch. But anyway, um, so the reasons for these ups and downs is so that you are creating, destroying, creating, destroying. And the difference is, because we don't know about this uh, internal movement, a lot of people destroy their environment because they have to destroy something because they're going through a period of change. So they destroy their environment and they destroy people they're in relationships with because they can't possibly take accountability for their internal destruction, you know? Like like I said, I literally, because I know this, and this is what I'm telling you, I literally knew what was going on. I was like, wow, I'm having a towel moment, then everyone's got to go. And I took it with a pinch of salt, and I laughed about it because it wasn't a big deal because I know how tower moments work. I speak to other psychics, and I go, oh, you're having a towel moment, and we go, oh, shit. And we laugh about it. But if you don't know about tower moments, then you will think your whole life is disappearing and crumbling, and it is. And it will feel so overwhelming, because it is. But you don't know there's life at the end of the tunnel. And quite literally there is. You're going through a complete tunnel, a complete regrowth. So you have to laugh about it. You have to go, well, fuck me, I'm on my own again. Or, well, fuck me. I mean, you know, shit. But at the end of the day, the only person who can really fix this is you. And do you know how you do that? Is to believe. Make a wish. Wishes come true. Think about the wish that you made. You know, so many people I speak to, definitely in divorces, when they're going through divorces, they'll say, you know what, Katie, I fucking hate their guts. I always, I want to leave. And they like talking to me, so the book readings. But six months later, you never guess what. Divorce papers have been served. You know, I don't know where, what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to live. I, I haven't got anyone in my life right now. Everyone's stabbing me in the back. And I'm like, six months ago, babe, you wanted this. So remember, when you look at something that's destroying itself, just go, hang on a minute, what did I fucking ask for? Shit. And then say, yeah, let it go. Let it go. You know? But get out of bed in the morning. Be curious. Set yourself little goals. Know that tower moment is the moment just before magic happens. It's already starting to happen. You know, if I said to you on a very, very, very basic level, Right, I'm going to buy you an amazing fucking sofa. Like the one that I've got. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I mean, I waited long enough for it. But it's like, I've got an amazing sofa. But guess what? 
the old one had to go because there's no room there was no room so when you make a wish and you want something amazing everything has to go including people and it's so painful because you have memories with these people you have um hope for these people you had good intentions with these people but if they're going and you have to get rid of them it means they didn't sign their end of the contract that's not your fault you know how many times do you know you put loads of effort into people and they don't they don't meet their end of the bargain that's not your fault i see it with people in relationships they're really scared about getting into relationships because the last ones they never followed through and they never you know they put more in than the other person well that wasn't your fault keep loving let me tell you a story okay let me take a sip of my coffee Mm. I think I told... Oh, I just spilt that. Ah, I'll sort it out later. So, right, I think I told you this story, but it's always nice to kind of remind, because I do delete stuff. Okay, so, there's this zoo. There's this gorilla. And this gorilla's miserable. Gorilla used to be a mum, so the the kids are in this pen in this zoo, which I'm against, by the way, but anyway. Um, And this gorilla is just not happy. And the, the zookeeper and the people who worked there just couldn't figure out why this gorilla was so depressed. Just depressed, keeping itself to itself, right? And all the other gorillas were playing and feeding themselves and everything. This gorilla didn't want any food, didn't want anything. And then they realised, they looked at this gorilla's history and they were like, hang on a minute, this gorilla has been a mum for quite a while, right? And all of a sudden, just nothing. So they thought, let's give this gorilla a teddy bear and see what happens. I do remember telling you this story, but I'm going to tell it again. And um, this gorilla was delighted. Everywhere the gorilla went, this teddy bear went with it, pretended to feed the gorilla, you know, like a child with dolls. And, you know, put put the little teddy with it when it went to bed. And it perked up, this gorilla started eating again. And the zookeepers realised that this gorilla, it's in its genes to care for people. It's in its genes, it needs to love someone. It needs to love things, you know? And when it can't, it gets depressed. But it needs to love things. And I look at you and I look at every single child out there who's loving their dolls and loving their toys. It is so important for us to love. And when we can't love someone else, we get depressed. And there's going to be loads of reasons why we can't love other people. If you think about a child, how many times did you want to love your parents, but your parents were busy? Not right now, I'm working. Not right now, I've got to do this. So the parent, the, the child goes trottling off to its dolls, starts nurturing its dolls. It needs to love all the time. It needs to love. As we get adults, we get no different. I am gorilla. I mean, some might say I look like one, but whatever. <laughs> no, probably my ex, but never mind. They look like a war hog, so I don't know what they're on about. But, you know, I am gorilla. I need someone to love all the time, so I love you guys. And I love every second of it. And I'm so grateful when you interact with me, and I'm so grateful when you book me. Each booking, I'm like, I get a chance to love. You know, this is my teddy. I get a chance to love. Is that selfish or is that kind? I don't know. But there's an exchange going on. You need love and I love giving it to you. So it feels nice, to be honest. So when you're going through a tower moment, 
and you feel like you're losing everything, make sure that you get something to love, whether you get a dog, a cat, get a doll. Honestly, I ain't gonna judge you. I recently put a teddy away that I've had this teddy since I was tiny and I've recently, recently put it in storage because I'm like, yeah, probably, <laughs> like, yeah, time. And to be honest, it's foam is just, there's nothing left. <laughs> it's half the teddy it used to be, <laughs> you know? So I get to love you guys instead, you know? So when it comes to yourself, the only thing that will continue from start to finish throughout your life, everything will change, people will change, people will let you down, they really will. But your need to love someone else or something else will always be consistent. And when you go, don't get to do that, then you're gonna suffer. You know, you're gonna be like sad gorilla. You are. You see it a lot with people who are into self-care and their image a lot. They want to love other people so badly, but they're not allowed for some reason. So they go on themselves. They start loving themselves, looking after themselves, you know, smoothies in the morning, doing this self-care routine. And then it can get so, so routine-y that there's no time for anybody else. So keep yourself in check, you know. But yeah, so, you know, that's, and I said at the end, I was gonna tell you what God is. Do you know what God is? God is love, and I know that that is said in Christianity a lot, and that's said in religion, but let me tell you what, what God is. God is just the mechanism of love. So when I went backpacking, and I had God, you know who I had? I had love for myself, to the point where I wasn't going to put myself in terribly dangerous situations. I mean, they there were a few <laughs> dangerous situations. I have to laugh, because I'm like, fuck. That was close, man, and that shouldn't have happened, but it did. So God for me isn't a man with a beard on a cloud. God for me is the component of love. When you have God, you have the component of love. And when you have the component of love, then that is going to whisper to you what you should and shouldn't be doing. That is gonna keep you in check, very much like what people think God is. So they think God is a man definitely in Christianity, he, they say he, and um, who whispers, who tells you what to do. For me, it's an energy of love. When you have love by your side and you have love within yourself, love, so my God, is going to tell me what is right and what isn't and going to guide me. When I am in despair, and this has happened recently actually, and I'm crying because I don't know, I'm, I'm scared about something. You know, like, like I said, I'm very much on my own. I am supporting myself financially. I'm doing a lot of things right on my own. Um, when I can't see the wood for the trees, I pray and I pray to God and I'm like, oh my God, you know, can you guide me? Can you guide me? It's love that answers back because love loves you and love wants you to do this, this and this and this because it's in alignment with love. Love is a sun. Love is an energy ball. You know, so I pray to love instead of saying dear love. I just say dear God because that's what I was taught. You know, and it it makes me laugh because I had someone recently who um, was interested in the magazine, but they weren't interested in what else was in the magazine. It didn't resonate with their religion. I can't do that because of my religion. You know, and I believe in God. And I think, well, who the fuck's telling me this stuff? Who do you think? 
It's, it's ironic that I get rejected by certain religions because of either the way that I live my life or, you know, because of the psychic stuff. And I think, who do you think fucking tells me this stuff? Where do you think I get the messages from? Because it isn't the fucking devil, babes, because it helps too many people. You know, so it makes me laugh, the, um, the weaponization and the piousness that people have in religions. They go, well, I'm this religion, so therefore I can't have anything to do with you. Well, that doesn't sound like God to me because God is all inclusive. Love is love. Love does not see um, boundaries. It doesn't, right? And this is, I've got in a massive debate about this with the, um, you know, with religions and sexuality. Sexuality, like it was taken out of one of the books. I can't go into it. I won't go into it because otherwise it'll end up in a debate. But believe me when I say this, God doesn't give a shit. God doesn't give a shit what sexuality you are, what colour you are, what religion you are, because God is love. Love is love, love. It's just a, an energy ball. It's not a man on a cloud, a white man with a fucking beard. It's not that. It's, it's not, you know. Um, yeah, isn't it ironic that, you know, well, we have to whitewash everything. Yeah, I said this the other day, you know, in the Bible, I just can't take it seriously because you're telling me a man from the Middle East who spoke Arabic, by the way, is white with a fucking beard and has friends called Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? So you've lied in your first few pages, mate. Like, you know, so we whitewash everything. Jesus was Arabic. Jesus from the Middle East. And then isn't it ironic that a Christian country looks down at Middle Eastern people? Are you fucking kidding me? They're the salt of the earth, so we're here before us. You know, so this is where I don't like the story time of what God is. This is why, why I don't like the separation that religion brings. Okay, if you want to get really close to God and you want God on your side, then start tuning into love and start tuning into your heart because that's where God talks through. Love is a powerful energy that will get you out of any pickle whatsoever and will create miracles. Your whole life will unfold before you, but you must be willing to go through the tower moments. When you pray and you're on your knees and you're desperate and you make a wish, then believe me, you're going to have a tower moment because everything in your life is not serving you. That's why you're desperate. So God goes, fuck this, then everything and everyone has got to go. Because there's no point you saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, but you're keeping everything in your life that is toxic. Because everything in your life is not giving you that, so it's got to go. How amazing is it that we can do that? And you see it in nature all the time. You see a tarantula, you see um, those lizardy things, right? They shed their skin. When you look at a tarantula shed its skin, does it sit there and just delicately just peel its fucking arm off? No, it does not. It lies on its back and it, 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 it and it looks like it's going through a really exhausting, painful period while it's shaking its old skin off. It doesn't sit there with a fucking martini and just go, oh, just a bit of skin there. It doesn't. Whenever an animal sheds its skin, it goes through an extraordinary, extraordinarily painful time you can see it and then that animal then scurries off and just is exhausted and right now in my life I was like I said God show me an image give me give me an image of what I'm going through right now and do you know straight away I got a cat in bed licking its wounds and I was like yeah 
pretty much, thanks. God is there for reference, you know? But don't judge anybody. When I get judged for doing what I do, I think, do you know how much love I spread around? And do you know how open I am? The irony is hilarious, but you enjoy your compartmentalized, tight-knit, controlled religion, or ideas, or beliefs. Sometimes they're not religious at all, they're just people who don't like, oh, I don't like that, that, and that. But where there is a lack of love, there's gonna be a lot of pain, you know? And I just think, I wish you would find love and I wish you would have love at the epicenter of everything that you do because then no one is a threat and everyone has a voice and everyone can debate. The art of debate is wonderful when you can get everyone from different opposing views come together and say, let's challenge this, you know, let's challenge it. Let's talk about it. Like sitting around a hearth, how wonderful, you know. So don't be frightened of anyone, don't be judged by anyone, don't let anyone tell you what you have to be or who you have to be. Just go through your phases of life, one minute you will be quiet and in solitude and hermit mode and it will be fucking embarrassing because literally if I got married, I don't know who I'd invite, I'd have to rent a crowd. But that's okay, we laugh about it, we'll laugh about it because the next phase will be different than that, the next phase I'll be surrounded by a lot of people you know same with you you're going through a phase where you're shedding old belief systems you're just oh fuck this your next phase you'll be able to relax a little bit better okay but please never 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 ever punish yourself for the different phases the different phases are like assault courses through life and you have to go through them to learn okay so look here if you need me I love you very much love 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 I love you very much and I want to thank you because Without you, I would not know what to do. I would be so fucking lost. And I would be depressed. And having you to motivate me and having you to speak to and having you to help and guide and tune in and get the messages for, honestly, you're my saviour, you really are. So I want to thank you for that because you keep me going. And you inspire me so much because every time I t speak to one of you uh, speak to you sorry my, my words get a bit mixed up you always open up to me in ways that I don't think you open up to many and it's such an honor to sit there and listen to your life stories and I think you're just incredibly brave and I think you don't give a shit anymore and I think you're done with making other people feel happy and putting you second and wow, you know, what, what an amazing bravery to have. Celebrate yourself, okay? Celebrate yourself. I would love to celebrate you. So, love you very much. Keep going, okay? Will needs more of you. So keep your chin up and be an inspiration for others, okay? <laughs>